0: Hello, everyone. It's Gracie from Miha Listen. Thank you for listening and tuning in or uh, tuning in. That's such an old thing to say, right? We don't tune in anymore. <laughs> Logging <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> listening to my podcast. I appreciate it. Um, today we have Ange, Coach Ange, and she is a, uh, not a life coach, right? What do you, what do you call yourself exactly? Why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Sure, sure. I am a certified mindset and life coach for millennial women of color. Okay, cool. So Certified
0: Mind and Life Minds- Coach, right? Mindset, Mindset and Life Coach. Because that's the focus of it. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome. Uh, today we have her on, uh, and we'll get into it in a minute, but we had a conversation that went everywhere a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But it the there was a reoccurring theme about masculine and feminine energy. And so she's going to be on here today talking to me Um, about that because I saw a special little clip and we'll share it with you guys. Um, But I really identified with it. And the the problem there was that, or not problem, but what was surprising, it was men talking and I identified with it. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that had a lot to do with the masculine feminine energy. But before we get Mm -hmm. into all of that, Andrew, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your business, about yourself, what you got going on um, and just what we need to know.
1: Sure. So again, yeah, I'm a a mindset and life coach for millennial women of color. I niched down about six to eight months ago, um, as I'm a millennial woman of color myself. And I feel like that's, uh, the best place that I can relate to other women and wanting to help them just empower themselves become the queen of their life is what i like to call it and like you know set better boundaries in their in their life and begin to show up for themselves a lot of um what we see as women in society and also culturally is that we need to be selfless and you're just a wife and a mother or you're just a sister and a daughter versus like who are you as your own individual self and being able to stand in in your power and do things alone and and things of that nature so i work with women to Uh, Yeah, just be able to stand in their power again and we all have it inside of us, but maybe you've never known how to access it. So that's what I like to do. Um, My business now is about two years old. Uh, It's just a little, still a little new, but uh, (laughs) we're coming along. And um, right now I have an upcoming workshop um, in San Antonio, a collab workshop for uh, local women business owners for social media and like your mindset as a business owner. Um, so that's coming up here soon and oh man, uh, a few other things, but I can't share yet cause they're kind of okay. still in the works, but <laughs> working, working that's one-on-one cool. with clients and and just being present on social media, like Instagram and, and TikTok and working with my current one-on-one clients. So that's what I have going on right now.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing with us. Um, I met you through a friend through the coffee in me actually but I yes. think I just saw you online and uh you know saw your reels and saw your um your posts. uh not your tiktoks because I uh haven't ventured there yet <laughs> but um not yet, not yet. <laughs> I I identified a lot with what you were saying about masculine and feminine energy and for me that was I've heard about it I've always known that I was um people would tell me that I'm uh, what would they call me? I don't even know what they would call me. But I, I always knew that I was a little more aggressive than most women, or um headstrong mm-hmm. than most women, or outspoken as than most women, or than than what society wanted me to be. That I always knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always had a really bad attitude about like I don't give a fuck, fuck you. I'm gonna say what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mm-hmm. care about your feelings. I'm gonna you know do what I want, say what I want. Um, and you know, obviously, for sure, I've been called a bitch. Um, I'm still <laughs> to this day, <laughs> but uh, I think now at 35, I'm realizing a lot of that had to do with me putting walls up and putting guards up, mm. um, to mm-hmm. protect myself and to to survive. And um, a lot of it had to do with watching a single mom raise me. And mm. I mean, I did have a dad. He was present. We, you know, our relationship was always rocky. It got a lot better as a, when I got older. Um, and it's good now. But uh, a lot of that has to do with the past, right? So if you can talk to me, talk to us, talk to me a little bit about or tell our, our listeners a little bit more about the masculine feminine energy, because like, like I said, I've always kind of known that I've been a little different, been a little more, been a little something else other than what's expected of women. Um, especially Mm. in our culture, but no clue about this whole concept until now, until I've gotten older. So can you tell us a little bit more about the concept and and where it all lies and what it means?
1: (laughs) Sure. So basically the masculine and feminine energy is the balance that every person has, no matter what the gender is. Um, What's hard for some people to accept is that Men can even have a feminine energy because that feels intimidating to them, which again, that's going to stem from the ego and things like that. But everyone needs a feminine and masculine energy balance because the feminine energy is more nurturing. It's caring. It's flexible. It's fluid. I always like to explain the the feminine energy is like uh, a woman in like a nice, long, flowy dress, like by the river, just like enjoying herself and having fun and like living in her true alignment of just like one with nature and like kind of goes with the flow um in terms of the masculine energy that is more like very matter of fact your logical practical task management task oriented um type of energy if that makes sense and so a lot of people tap into that more because of the work and grind and hustle culture that we've seen in society. And they think that's how you become a boss, but it's also very rigid. There's not a lot of fun because it's not as much emotion. It's not as much fluidity and flexibility that comes with it. And so there's a a balance that has to happen between the two. If you want to have a balanced life, um, to have more fun and creativity, you need to tap into the the feminine, you want to have structure though, and boundaries and be able to get you know from point a to point b you do need the masculine but having that balance is extremely important i always think about a uh, your favorite boss at some point right is the one that you knew had your back you respected them but at the same time if you were like hey i have a family emergency they're like no worries you go deal with it and we'll, we'll handle everything else tomorrow to where you know you don't walk all over them But they are able to be flexible versus those like super rigid um bosses who are like you have no excuses i don't care what the problem was or the ones that are total pushover and everyone just walks all over them they might be more in the feminine because they want to just please everyone and and nurture everyone and and be Mm. super nice so i always think of that like perfect boss that has that kind of in between balance between the two of us. Like, we're gonna get yeah, we're gonna get stuff done. You can trust and respect me, but at the same time, I can understand when something comes up and we can handle it and then move on. So that's really my best explanation between the two. Um, I talk a lot about the feminine energy because majority of people are uh have an overdeveloped masculine energy because um, especially people of color, we come from long, long, long lines of of trauma and mm. generational cycles that you know you're you're coming from an immigrant family or your first gen and all your family knows is survival mode hustle yeah. you know there's no time for play it's just work 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 and yeah. also selflessness so we grew up with that like very hard uh scarcity mindset which is also very masculine because you have to be hard so that you get you know work done and you don't show too much emotion because Emotion takes energy and people would say, I don't have time or I don't have the energy to cry or I don't have the time or the energy to be upset right now. And so they would just stuff it down. And what happens with too much masculine energy is it becomes very stagnant. I always think of like a swamp versus like a river. Of course, you'd rather be at the river. It's clean water, it's flowing, it's like fresh. That's like the feminine energy. The stagnant swamp is very much too much masculine energy when you don't allow for emotions to just like flow through you or or fun or creativity. So that's why I try and talk with my clients. Like, how do you tap back into the feminine? How do you have more fun and creativity and fluidity in your life? Because now we recognize we're not in the survival mode. We're not constantly worried about where are we going to get food and shelter and, you know, community and a job like most people have more of an abundant life, but they're still in the scarcity mindset because it's a overly developed masculine of like, it's never enough. You have to yeah. try harder and grind harder. And it's like, we, we definitely have more resources now than, than ever, but because of those, you know, generational cycles that we're used to, that's that same mindset a lot of people are stuck in. So that's why I talk a lot about that feminine energy of tapping back into it to, to have more fun and, um, creativity and just like fluidity in your life because things happen especially as parents you know things don't always go to plan so you have to be flexible to just know like things aren't always going to go to plan what is the circumstance and how do we deal with it and move on if you're too much in the masculine it becomes a lot of stress and anxiety and if it doesn't go to plan a there well there was no plan b well there sometimes has to be a plan b because your kid gets sick you get a flat tire like stuff happens and it takes so much more energy to be upset than just to say, okay, how do we deal with the situation at hand and move forward? So.
0: Oh, that's really that's a good very long answer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, that, I mean, I like what you said though there at the end it takes a lot more energy to be upset than it does to just say, okay, how do we fix this? Um, mm-hmm. That's something it's so crazy as a parent. That's something that, you know, like if my kid spills something or drops something or does something that's not supposed to, do and it's a little bit of an accident. I'm like, mm-hmm. she'll just cry and and um, kind of freak out and you know think she's in trouble. And I keep telling her like, you're not in trouble. You're not in trouble. It's okay. It's just an accident. It happens. We can fix it. Let's you know. Let's mm-hmm. just think. What do we got to do? Um, mm-hmm. but I don't always practice that for myself. Um, mm-hmm. or in my relationship mm-hmm. with my husband, or you know, other areas of life. I don't always like uh you know we just kind of focus like well shit you know (laughs) and and i don't think like (laughs) okay it's cool just just, what do we got to do what's the next step what Mm -hmm. what can we do to fix it um Mm -hmm. so i think as a parent um and that comes from uh that comes from that built-up masculine energy right so Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. and then as a parent not um we're so we're more intentional i think about how we are with our children sometimes than we are with ourselves and for me, anyways, that's that's something I, I tried that I'm learning is to some of the some of the grace I give my kids. I need to give myself mm-hmm. um, and then some of the things I'm learning to practice for myself. I need to I need to utilize and practice with my kids. But um mm-hmm. speaking about kids. So this this topic uh, I brought up with you because I saw the video, right? This is the video I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Justin Baldoni if you guys don't know he has a really awesome podcast called Man Enough or not Man Enough I don't know I'll, I'll link it but um, he um he's in an interview talking with his dad and I don't know who the host is but he's talking about his dad and saying how his dad was always emotional but not vulnerable and mm-hmm. his dad talked about um that growing up you know he they, he wanted to shelter his kids or that he didn't want them to know that they were having a, t- a tough time or struggling um and that they had to you know be a man he is i think his dad started off the quote with like the definition like, of a man yeah the definition of a man was to be strong and provide and and work and um you know i won't i won't paraphrase it but uh, when I saw that video, I I was like, oh, shit, man, like that is mm-hmm. me. And for me, that's not necessarily the definition of a man, but that was um, what I grew up with. Uh, I had a single mom and and that's what I grew up with. And that's what I struggle with now. And I identified with it and I know that it's a problem. And I know that now I need to work on that and, you know, letting my kids know yeah, you know, mom's having a little bit of a tough time right now, or, you know, just letting my kids in and letting, letting them see me be vulnerable and see me overcome it. Hmm. Right. So not just Mm -hmm. let them see that there's a problem, uh, but also see me figure out how to overcome it and do that work to Mm -hmm. fix it. Um, so you saw the video, What what was your response to that? Or how did, did you, were you like me? Did you identify with that? Even though, it was about men and they weren't talking about the Latino mm-hmm. community.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely, uh, related, you know, to it. And cause yeah, I saw that growing up. I thought my parents were, were superheroes. Like I, you know, never realized how, how tough being a parent can be. And, yeah. you know, just emotionally, financially, um, keeping up with the household, like it's so much, but yeah, I was just thought, like, Oh, it, we'll just, they just figure it out all the time like you know so um I definitely related and it's interesting how he said that of he was emotional but not vulnerable because I think um yeah I think that's extremely important as a parent because you want your kids to see that people that they think are invincible they have you know struggles too like he said in that video and I think um I want to practice that as well right with my son um now that I'm a single parent with him, um, I want him to see that even the days that I have him, there are still dishes to do. There's still things we have to clean up. It's not like you come back to a spotless house and he never understands the idea of chores or hard work or you know cleaning his own stuff up. It's like, hey, we still have laundry. There's still dishes. And I almost intentionally don't try and get everything done before he comes back to my house because I want him to see that this is real life. It's not just like, Oh, we just always have fun and games that sometimes, Hey, this is fun, fun today. And we have chores tomorrow or, you know, whatever the case. Um, and then also, you know, I think I, I want him to also see the vulnerability that is, is in everyone, which is like, I, I had talked to you about it earlier. Is like, I want him to see that there are days that maybe I'm, uh feeling emotional right or i'm not as like high energy and then i want him to also see there's days that we can have fun and we dance and we play and you know because at the same time that's the other thing that i feel like they might have not said completely in that video but a lot of times when parents are in that like hard you know i just want to work and provide there's not time for fun because there is no room for error it's we work and then we have money so then we can provide and then there's no room for for play in between because then that means it's wasted time away from work and so I really want my son to see like you know mom and I can have a lot of fun it's not just she's always stressed and working and like can't have fun with me it's you know i want him to see i can provide but also um we're we're humans too and and almost like what we were talking about a second ago when you said that um you want to practice more of this with like your kids Mm -hmm. um but then also you want to give yourself some of the grace that you give your kids (laughs) i was kind of thinking of how we almost have to feed into our inner child in a sense of Mm -hmm. you know making sure that we're providing that to ourselves so that our kids can see like hey i take care of me too in terms of play and fun and and yeah giving ourselves grace through mistakes and not just like oh well it's okay for you but if i do it it's like this big deal or vice versa right so um i i think that that video is extremely um interesting and very relatable because also right like culturally we we grew up seeing our parents yeah potentially struggling you know they were like working hard for just the dollar kind of thing. And nothing was easy. Nothing was easy. Nothing was free. I I do remember, um, you know, we were always, we were always like good, but it was never like wealthy, you know? So I do remember feeling that like a little bit of that stress sometimes too. And, um, you know, my parents did the best that they absolutely could with what they had. And so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember seeing like, I remember feeling like, oh, they just figure it out. There's, there's no problems. And then once you get older, you're like, wait, what do you, what do you mean? (laughs) How do, how do you, you know, deal with your money and how do you handle this? And, and, you know, maybe it would have been good to have those open and vulnerable conversations around money and finances and, you know, those different things that adults, adults deal with that, you know, you want to shelter your kids from, but then once they get to that certain age, they're like, well, I don't know. I've never had to deal with that. Like adversity because i yeah i was sheltered from it so i think um that in itself and then of course like dealing with parents who are too much in the masculine energy it is hard because being emotional i think people think oh crying and sad but Men can be emotional and they punch a hole in the wall. That's you being emotional, right? Like, yeah, I was high, listening to a podcast <laughs> that's a earlier
0: high <laughs> about that about masculine, masculine, feminine, feminine energy, and and this guy said, you know, when there's like a loud, obnoxious guy at the bar and he's yelling and screaming, and and you know, he said it, people might not think it, but that's the feminine energy as well because that's him, you know, mm-hmm. showing emotion, and it's not the emotion mm-hmm. people naturally think about when you think of. Femininity, but that's him tapping mm. into that vulnerable side of him where he's, you know, being emotional. And even though it's an outburst mm. and it's a negative right. scene, but, um, <laughs> right, yeah, that both are capable of it. I thought that was really interesting and a uh, smarter way to think about it because I, I did always think so. No one ever told me being weak or, or crying was it weak, right? No one ever said that but in our community i think it was always you know if any of us cried or no matter how old we were it was like yeah 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 don't cry anymore stop Mm -hmm. you know or you know you don't have a reason to cry or i'll give you a reason to cry or you know something like that and and so it's like we just kind of learned even though the words were never said we just kind of learned um that it was not okay to cry yeah push it down
1: well, and uh, sorry, I was I was going like this when you were talking because a point just like came up in my head and it makes it makes a lot of sense now that you said that because what we don't see and maybe we recognize now as adults is people were doing that to us as as kids or young teenagers because yeah they couldn't hold space for our emotions because they were never able to hold space for their own Absolutely. you know or like no no one ever held space for them so it's like they don't know how to. Support those types of emotions, so they'd rather just say, "Uh, you're you're fine. Just stop talking," you know, because they don't know how to hold space for it. So, I mean, understandably, and but that's why talking about it now is so important, and talking about mental health and talking about all those things is important. And then, um, like you said, that the guy at the bar, right, who's like yelling and and being super emotional, um, and having kind of like a little mini breakdown or whatever. Yeah, I almost i almost would want to you know challenge people to think like if there was that balance between the masculine and feminine energy there would probably be less of these big emotional bursts and breakdowns because when you're in the feminine you do allow for space to have emotions and you allow yourself to just like sit with it and then just like deal with it i always say if you don't feel it you'll always be in it like if something happened five years ago and you never dealt with it you're always thinking about it and you're always in that energy because you never like let that energy flow through you. Yeah. So if there was a better balance, there probably would be a lot less, uh, issues or like a, outbursts a lot of like these and- big outbursts that people have, because it, it always, uh, I always say pushing your emotions down is like trying to push a beach ball underwater. Like the harder you push it down, the harder it's going to come up. And I don't know about you, but I would see that growing up is right. My parents would would hold on to something because they didn't want to use the energy to be emotional and then like maybe once or twice a year have this like big you know emotional like breakdown of some sort because they couldn't hold it in anymore because as humans like you you can't and it can manifest negatively in your body and that's what A lot of people who are now getting to older age are realizing they have like chronic issues or, you know, digestive issues or whatever, because holding onto that negative energy can really
0: negatively affect you. So that's why I'm like, if you (laughs) just let the
1: energy move through your body.
0: I'm laughing now because I am (laughs) at least once a year, um, at least once a year, I will get hives or a rash or something Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. of the stress and anxiety I'm refusing to deal with. And that's happening currently right now. (laughs) So... Uh, I'm yeah, laughing take them you're away. absolutely right uh, yeah I have a lot of stress and anxiety right now and um, I guess yeah. mental health check right now ladies uh, any- or anyone who's listening take your medication mm-hmm. don't be afraid to get medication and take the time yes. to deal with what's going on so this morning I yes, I uh, I took one of my pills that I hadn't taken in quite a long time I don't know why if I just okay. forgot or thought I didn't need it anymore or whatever and it's like oh hello body's <laughs> telling me literally telling me bitch take your medicine Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, friendly reminder there. Um, But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, I and not that it's a negative thing or not that it's a, you know, like that I have drama in my life. I just I'm a mom. I have businesses. I have kids. I have a child on the spectrum. I have a husband. I have Mm. tons of stuff that I'm responsible for. And, yes, Mm. my planner is full. And, yes, I'm taking all of the steps, um, probably not as much or as um, intentional as I'd like to be. Um, Mm -hmm. but I am much more organized and disciplined than I used to be. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, the weight of it is, goes away. It just means, you know, I'm learning to manage it. Um, but sometimes Mm -hmm. subconsciously things can get a little yeah heavy and, uh, and you need to take your medicine and you need to practice some things yeah.
1: <laughs> yes take your medicine drink some water and the other thing was with when you were saying all of that with with everything you have going on another piece of this that we don't recognize in the overdeveloped masculine is refusing to ask for help yeah for support oh my
0: god is uh,
1: yeah i see a lot of uh women we know that i work with or just have in the workshops or just in conversation and they're like well, I have all this in this. And this. I said, well, have you asked so-and-so for help? Have you asked your partner? Have you asked your, your friends or your parents? Well, no, I don't want them to worry. I don't want them to have to like be a yes. And I said, it, all right. Goes back to that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's that, that overly masculine energy is I got it. Don't worry. No problem. Yeah. Like I'm going to figure it out. And And to an an extent sure like again that's the balance right like you want to figure it out and you want to be there for yourself and you want to like be able to say hey i i created this on my own but at the end of the day you think of a high functioning i would just think of it makes sense to say business because that's an easy way to relate it to but you would that's like saying hey i want to run walmart but i want to be the ceo the cfo the marketing department the customer service <laughs> like everything it's not possible so it's a really it's
0: a really good example yeah. yeah
1: you you at some point you know you can start off saying hey this is my idea this was my vision this was whatever the the case but at some point when you get to a certain level you have to outsource help and people want to help You know, if you allow them to help you and like you let go of the reins a little bit and be able to say, hey, now we have this blooming successful business because I allowed help in for them to do their core competencies. Cause that's the other thing is in the masculine, we think we can do everything. I'm good at everything. When you realize, actually, I'm not great at that. I, you know, for me, I had opened a small business 2020 and I tried to do everything. I wanted to be the photographer. I was marketing. I was email. I was graphic design. I was social media. I was all of it. And I realized half of those things I hated to do and I wasn't good at them. (laughs) And so then I was like, okay, instead of me trying to be a cheap ass, I should have just outsourced this, spent a little bit of money, but worked with people who they like to do this and they're good at it. And then I can stick with my core competencies, but having to, to be in that balance of like the feminine of giving myself grace that I, I don't know everything and I don't, I'm not good at everything, but at the same time, the masculine of like, okay, well, how can I, you know, delegate certain responsibilities so that this can be more successful? And so I just think that, you know, asking for help is in that feminine because you're willing to say I'm being vulnerable and, and but also self-advocating. Whereas the masculine is like, no, 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 I got it. No one, no one look over here. You know, yeah. I'm just going to like bear the weight of the world.
0: So easy <laughs> and so quick. And so, uh, I want to say natural, but it shouldn't be. Uh, mm-hmm. for us as as Latinas to go to because for some reason I think just culturally what's been put on us is just that we take care of it we do it and mm-hmm. we don't ask for help and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, whether it's because we've been hurt or we just don't trust people or whatever those reasons are um, mm-hmm. we don't allow ourselves to ask for help and then and then we get mm-hmm. mad
1: <laughs> and then be we people become resentful because yeah there's no one to help but then it's like well why did not you ask for? Help? you didn't ask like right yeah
0: you didn't ask right. that's that's something i'm learning to do right now um, especially with the with my kit my girls uh, you know i i'm learning to let my husband help um, I don't mm. I don't know why I think it's just because of the way I was raised with my mom and again, like mm-hmm. you said it's she never had that space or she was never taught differently. Um, it was never a conscious thing so it's not like she consciously raised me that way but um, she was just really protective of me really um, just wanted to shield me from a lot uh, mm. in in the sense of safety um, mm-hmm she wanted to shield me from a lot so like i never saw her cry she didn't leave me with anybody like she she i mean she worked like two three jobs if she left me with anybody it was either my dad or like her best friend uh or my Mm. cousins my family you know but it's not like she left Mm. me with strangers or a babysitter or like a daycare like there was none of that was an option it was family only and um She, you know, so I I just learned from her just to kind of shield and and not trust people or especially not trust men. And that's not her fault. You Mm -hmm. know, that's that's her trauma. That's her raising. That's her her what she learned. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's not like she innately taught me or purposefully taught me to not trust uh, anyone with especially when it came to kids but i was like this is my husband obviously like he's been here since day one he's done all the diapers he's done everything he's their dad he plays with them he has fun with them um and i think for me a lot of it was just having to like let go and and be okay mm-hmm. like it's not gonna be the way i want it to be but <laughs> i can learn from him i can learn the way he learned from him um mm-hmm. the way he is with our kids and and takes care of them and and uh Dolly was sick a few weeks ago and, um, there was a, i forgot what it was. It was some, something I wanted to go to an event and it was just like a few hours in the evening and I had so much guilt because I, I didn't want to leave Dolly when she was sick and Mike's like, mm-hmm. I'm here. I got it. It's not like I haven't changed diapers, you know, because <laughs> uh, our daughter is still, um, in potty training, but, um, mm-hmm. he's she she, you know, she was sick. So it was like different kind of diaper but uh right right. (laughs) like I've got it it's not like I haven't done it before you know and um and I'm like oh that's true and I don't know what it's like it just I wouldn't let go and I'm like uh hello that's that's their dad that's that's your husband that's not a a, you know babysitter some person from down the street you know and Mm -hmm. I'm just like okay I I have to learn to trust and let go and so giving your, your like you said allowing yourself to delegate or to um trust other people or to ask for help it's like i wasn't allowing him to to do that for me and mm. but i would be upset with him when he wasn't there for you what know to, when i needed a break or something like that and it's like uh hello you're not asking you're not asking for help how is he supposed to know that you're not communicating what right. you need and it was just mm. i'm i'm so i'm so uh in, also i'm an only child so i'm very independent and a latchkey kid, right? Because my, okay, <laughs> you know, my yes. mom worked all the time, so I was all used to taking care of myself. Um, and a Taurus. and I know you had some opinions on that the last time we we <laughs> talked, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I just wasn't allowing my husband. I don't know. Al- I'm so I'm working on. I'm not allowing my husband to help me when I need the help, and mm-hmm. um, all of that masculine masculine energy is is there in me, and and it's just a wall, and I'm having to mm-hmm. learn to um, to let it, you know, to ask for help, to be vulnerable, to, to communicate my feelings. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, oh man, it's hard sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so a couple of things on that. Um, I think it's going to be obviously uncomfortable having, having him take some of the reins on things. Cause you're so used to just like doing it yourself. You grew up seeing that. And then also you're an only child. So like the independence, yeah, it's hard to like, One trust but also feel like you can rely on someone else but obviously you're like he's he's done his job as dad so like we should just let him him do it um but like two things i think one yeah like allowing him that space obviously but then two like in a weird way the masculine energy also doesn't allow like people to just relax right like you could have easily gone and like not had any guilt if you were more in that um balance right of just like hey sometimes I'm gonna be here sometimes I'm not I can like allow him to take the reins the masculine is you know you're not working hard enough you should have been there you don't have time to relax you shouldn't be out having fun because like this is the the other job is, is motherhood right but now kind of like allowing the delegation so that you can allow yourself a break too it's just so weird because the you know uh masculine energy they're the overdeveloped masculine and like hustle grind culture so synonymous like that's so like you have no time to rest wake up at 5 a.m don't ask for help <laughs> you know don't complain and you're like okay um i'm exhausted <laughs> but like sure and then you like have this you get hives or you end up in the hospital because you know you're dehydrated and like you get sick and all this stuff because you're so burnt out instead of just saying hey i maybe need some help i know it's really hard but like let me just call my nervous system ask for help so that i can like take a breather because then right that's what always happens is we see a lot of like the older generation of like the resentment well no one ever helped me and no one is ever there yeah. for me. And it's like well we asked if you wanted help well yeah but not i don't know and they don't know how to answer because yeah. they're so used to just doing it alone um, but again, like, that's why this conversation is so important. Um, people at our, our age, that, that millennial space, like where we saw what it was like um, when you have no help and when you're in that like hard masculine, and now we're kind of coming out of it a little bit and seeing like the benefits of it of saying like, what does happen when we talk about our emotions and what does happen when we're open and vulnerable and what does happen when we accept love and support and like care instead of just saying like, well, no, I'll, I'll give it all to you. But don't give me anything, right? But then that becomes very exhausting very quickly because then you're like, well, hmm, I I have no, you know, I don't have anything left in my bowl, but like everyone else's are theirs are full, right? Yeah. And why didn't anyone give me any? And they're like, well, we tried to offer you, you you tried to give us like whatever, and we tried to give you some back, and you didn't want it. So it's yeah. like allowing that again that balance of like the give and take of like I can receive in, but I can also give back is like the Again, I just think of like energy flow, you know, of like money or resources. Like the more that comes to me, the more I can give back. But most of the time people are just trying to like give from an empty tank and they're like burnt out. And again, that's that hard masculine energy of like, I'm not gonna ask for help. I'm not gonna rest, but you know, rest is productive. Relaxing is productive because um, especially as women, um, of course, like throughout the month, You have at least a week, maybe a few days where, you know, it's your fun week, shark week, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) um, cycle week and you're tired, you know, you're, you're not in your best energy and maybe even the week prior to that. And so there are times when you have to rest and you, you have to slow down, um, so that when you do, you know, when you are out of that, uh, week or cycle or whatever you want to call it, you have the energy to like go back into creativity, back into work. But if you're constantly in this like work, 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 no matter what, even when your body's like begging you to rest, um, it's going to be hard to be at your full capacity ever, you know? So um, just for the women listening, (laughs) make sure that you you rest when your body needs it because women naturally need more sleep than men do as well. Yeah, listen to your body for sure. Yeah, so there's my tidbit. So
0: (laughs) for women like me, and did you, did you grow up with, um, having that kind of imbalance, just being more in your masculine, masculine energy, or did you um, realize or I, experience that at some, at some point in your life?
1: I did. I did for sure. Um, so the other thing is, and so we've met in person now. And so we both are pretty tall for yeah. Hispanic women. Um, I'm, I'm ten, And so, um, I always played sports and I've always just been like a, a bigger muscular build which I had to come to terms with on my own time. And and that's why self-love is so important in my business as well of like, I want women to feel comfortable in their bodies no matter what. But, um, with that, I was, you know, taller or the same height as most of the boys. Even in high school, I was taller than some of my dad's friends or my, sorry, my, my friend's dads, um, mm. because, you know, being Hispanic, they were like maybe five, six, maybe five, seven. And I'm like, Hey buddy, like it was just so <laughs> funny. And, and so I would get a lot of slack because of it. And so I just turned in, I would be in my masculine energy because one, I kind of grew up around that culturally again of like, don't talk about your feelings. You don't cry, you get over it. Um, the women in my life were, were great and they were supportive. It's not like they weren't, but they were also in their overdeveloped masculine. So I didn't see a lot of women crying in my life. I would go to funerals and everyone would just be like, mm-hmm. okay, well, let's, w- w- how do we serve the food? Where, where do we need to put the flowers? Like no one gave themselves space to just like be upset at, at yeah. the funeral. And so I just got so used to it. And I was just kind of like, even on my own time, I would catch myself like, say i would be alone and i was upset i wouldn't even allow myself to cry by myself because i was like i i would always hear like you don't have time it's too much energy like i, I don't have time for this right now so like i would shove my feelings down and that makes you angry and it makes you kind of like testy you know <laughs> bitchy if you would like and so i would catch myself thinking like oh i'm just a tomboy oh i'm just this i just am like whatever yeah else. we kind of just make and it I just want to be a, for
0: it right yeah
1: you just want to be a, a heart you think it's like some weird badge of honor to be like oh my hard ass i don't ever really cry and yeah. then i forgot at what point i think it was it was once i started beginning in my 20s and then once i was like realizing i wanted to um have kids when i when i was married you know and so once i did become pregnant i was like okay i can't really hold on to any of this and i became like this big i like to say a big softy but i think deep down i always was and i think we all are <laughs> deep mm. down just like we're all big kids you know and yeah. so at the same time like healing that in myself of like, I'm allowing my inner child and my current self to just like feel my emotions and like not be so hard in the masculine. And that is the feminine energy of like giving yourself space and grace to just like cry and be upset. And so like, once my son was born, yeah, like every little thing, they're so cute, right? They're like little, they're these like little worms that come out, you know, they, <laughs> they're just so cute. And, and even now, I have this occasional like every couple months where I, you know, I'm putting him to bed and I'm like, Oh my gosh, he got older. He just turned four last Sunday. I and so that, I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know, you just like kind of go through it of like, Oh, you're just getting bigger. And and now I just like allow myself to be sad about it. And sometimes, you know, it's usually once he's asleep, but if he sees me crying, I'm like, yeah, mommy's just a little, she's a little sad right now just cause you know, you're getting older. And I'll just tell him that, you know? So I think yeah. motherhood. We've gotten, my husband sure. and I have gotten
0: better about t- t- telling the kids like, uh, I think we started saying happy tears, but we were just like Yeah, uh, happy tears. I like they're that. feeling <laughs> tears. We tell like, you know, like mm-hmm. oh, you'll understand when you get older. We'll try to explain it mm-hmm. to them. They don't want really to get it. But um <laughs> that's okay. You know, we just we just say like it's okay. It we're crying yeah. doesn't mean there's, there's anything wrong, but mm-hmm. um it's because we it love you so much. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean I think I think motherhood, but also once once I got more in tune with um with myself and my intuition. And like, I started to, to think more about self-love and, and making sure that, how do I say it? I was seeking uh, internal versus external validation, you know, because the masculine also is very competitive. It's very mm-hmm. much about reputation, appearance, um, just all the external. It's how yeah. does it look? Right. And so that's kind of a a cool way to think about it. Right. Like the masculine is how does it look? But the feminine is, well, how does it feel? And so I have this quote that I saw somewhere and I I think I tweeted it or something. And I said, uh, what I, what I said, forget how it looks. Like, how does it feel? Like who cares how things look on the outside? Because if it, you know, if it doesn't feel right on the inside, then it's never going to you're never going to be comfortable. So I feel like it just was a, it was a kind of a gradual thing for sure. Motherhood softened me up. And so now I, I talk all the time about crying and being emotional and being upset. And sometimes you just need to like give yourself space and it doesn't make you weak. It's actually, um, very strong to be like, brave to just share that information that, hey, I'm having one of those days or I'm, I'm having a weird mental day or I'm going through it or, you know, sharing with people because people want to be there for you. And of course, if people don't want to be there for you, it's because they can't be, them, be there for themselves just yet. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I think, yeah, for sure, like um, making sure that you give yourself space. And sometimes I tell myself, like, if I'm having a really busy day, but I'm having like <laughs> mental stuff, I'll set a timer and be like, okay, you got five minutes, let it all out. Like whatever you got to do. Um, do you need to, do you need to cry? Do you need to talk it out? Do you need to call someone? Like what do you need to do to get this energy out of you? Sometimes I will dance around just to like, keep the energy flowing. Cause again, crying is a form of like energy, just like coming out of your body. So like whatever you need, but again, that's that feminine energy, just like allowing it to like be, um,
0: I like that. Yeah. So you set a timer to give yourself that time because it's it's so much in our culture. Um, (laughs) and especially in the grind hustle culture too, but really as Latinas, like we always, I don't have time to cry. I don't have time to cry. I can't do it. Not today. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm, have time to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, when we need to, or else, like you said, it's going to stay in us. And then it just gets worse and worse. And it, like you said, it comes, becomes a swamp instead of a nice clean river.
1: <laughs> you want a nice, clean, clean river, like flowing water. I just always think about like, uh, yeah. When I think about alignment and, and like energy, and I know that sounds a little like woo woo hippie stuff to some people, but I mean, think about it. Everything is energy, right? Like when you feel negative emotions, how do you feel versus when you feel happy emotions, those are, that's energy in your body, Yeah, Like energy and emotions, you know, are connected. And so when you feel stress, you feel like pain in your shoulders and your neck and you're like tense and your jaw like is tight. When you are happy, you're, you're relaxed and you're like, in a in a better state of mind and like your body physically is not like tensed up and like in a sort of fight or flight mode so it really is true of like if you just allow those especially big heavy emotions like anger frustration sadness like you have to get them out of your body if not it will it will manifest in in negative ways or you become resentful and hardened and then you know you wonder why hey no one wants to talk to me or hang out with me but it's like oh i put all these walls up because i never Absolutely. dealt with my emotions instead of just feeling them um which again is hard for people to accept like that is the feminine energy it doesn't make you feminine it just means that there's a balanced energy um that you have of like okay i can get my work done but also i can be sad and i can call my friend and say hey i'm kind of having a weird day um can i just vent or whatever right and so it's interesting a lot of my clients like I make sure that they know our sessions it's like a a zoom call I always say like hey this is a completely safe space for you to just like say and feel what you want I've had clients my very first time meeting them it's a discovery call on a zoom and they're they're crying right and they're just like where they sit in silence because they finally just they're like okay this is like safe to just like let it out because I'm I'm like reassuring hey it's okay to just like let it be and like drop the masculine for a second. And then they're like, ah, okay. I felt so much better. I just hadn't told anyone that. And I'm like, okay, like keep, keep talking about it. Cause again, the more that you get it out, the more that the energy can just like flow through you again. And like, you just feel not so like stuck and stagnant, which again is like too much of that rigid masculinity. So, um, yeah, it's all about balance.
0: Balance. So if you're like Mm me and if like you, to our mm-hmm. listeners, if you have noticed that with yourself, uh, feminine, masculine imbalance, um, mm-hmm. what are some steps we can start taking to become more balanced or to catch ourselves mm-hmm. when we're into in, in one of those <clears throat> too much?
1: Um, so I would definitely say if you're too much in the masculine, you'll catch yourself feeling very rigid, um, feeling very like, um, anxious stress because you're like, oh, I had to be there right at one o'clock and I'm here at 102. And it's like, is the world going to keep spinning? Yes. You know, like <laughs> give yourself some flexibility. Um, if you find that you have like no boundaries, it's like, everyone can just call whenever um it's just like there's no structure then you might be too much in the feminine because the feminine can be very very fluid very flexible which is great you need that but you need a balance between the two so for sure
0: the the masculine my brain is connecting dots when you just said that because i've always (laughs) known the over excess masculinity but i haven't known or identified the over femininity and i know women mm. that are like that and it is so triggering for me when i see mm. women like that It because you're on me the other side so <laughs> badly because i'm on the other side and um i'm realizing what that you know it's just like my brain just lit up because i'm like oh that i get it i get it i get it mm. yeah
1: okay. i mean i think to to kind of come back between either one so like the feminine um, would definitely be trying to set more boundaries, right? If you're too much in the feminine, starting to get a little bit of structure or some sort of routine, um, just boundaries with yourself, boundaries with work, with family, with friends, with your partner, with your kids. Like it feels like a lot, but you have to put, um, I don't know, time blocks or like a cutoff time or something so that you're not just like, a, a doormat, right? Like, or, especially in business
0: with clients,
1: especially in business. Yeah. I was going to say, I always suggest to any of my entrepreneurs, which this is going to come up in the upcoming workshop in San Antonio is business hours, right? Like, do you have a cutoff time that you stop replying to emails and DMS and then do you wait until a certain point in the morning before you reply to emails and DMs? Like they're not going anywhere, you know? So like, that's a whole other thing is if you're if you're too too giving then you might be in the feminine if you're too rigid in the terms of the masculine which is like um there's there's a a time and a place to be punctual but of course there are sometimes when um it's kind of like a a random event or you know whatever and people are still like so stressed to get there right at you know the time or 10 minutes early and it's like okay we were one minute late it's okay to have a little <laughs> bit of the feminine energy to be flexible and just like let's let's like go i would say the masculine can be very uh micro instead of macro if that makes sense like kind of taking a step back and just seeing like in the grand scheme of things is this worth getting so upset and frustrated over because the masculine is very detail oriented. So they get very, um, they're not very good with flexibility in terms of time or tasks. Like it has to be plan a or nothing. So if someone's like that and it's very rigid and there's no wiggle room, um, they don't give any excuses. You're like, that's me. (laughs) Then to get back into the feminine, I would say be mindful of that and then do things that, bring you joy and that are fun for you that you don't have to maybe even pay for something that you're not having to be perfect at so like i always suggest for people to get back in their feminine do something that's like moving your body to get some of that energy going it doesn't have to be a
0: workout you can go for a hike you can go swimming this is a do something. passion of mine okay passion <laughs> okay. of mine and i have learned this about myself in the last year or so when my dog okay. our dog just appeared to us and became ours um mm-hmm. absolutely 100 percent. if you find yourself in that situation just go outside and take a freaking walk and yes go adopt yes. a dog get some sunlight. go adopt a dog <laughs> because they are amazing like my mm-hmm. I, my dog seriously is like an emotional support dog for us for all of us mm-hmm. but um so many times this past year and in the year leading up to me starting, me high listen. I was just in this like horrible funk, and I know that I would be in it all day, and I know that I couldn't pick mm. up the kids that way. And I was like, bitch, just go go down to the river and walk with the <laughs> damn dog. And mm-hmm. I would, and I would be just like, just I mean, you, you would just, I was just like walking fire. I was just so stressed or oh. so depressed or so whatever it was, you um, and. In you. 10 minutes into <laughs> to me walking with my dog all of a sudden I'm just a fucking natural flowing river I was just like so happy mm-hmm. I have no clue what changed I did took me a long time to realize what it was what was happening um mm-hmm. but I started feeling closer to God I started feeling closer to myself I started a lot of clarity started flowing in the more I would go walking with my dog and even now when I have really bad days I'm just like come on let's go because i already know yep. now it's medicine now i already know what i need to do i love that um and then just so much flows out of you afterwards so i'm um, mm. sorry to interrupt your train of thought but this no. is a big passion of mine <laughs> okay. people please go adopt a dog and go take it walking <laughs> by yourself in some nature find some nature and go walking <laughs> because it will help you a thousand percent
1: i never thought about it like this but it totally makes sense like so I don't own a dog, but I do I like dogs, but um I don't know, I, I just probably won't ever own one. But I think what what you're getting at and that I never thought to thought about when in terms of like an emotional support dog is that I yeah. think people like to live like curiously through these dogs because they're so carefree. They, they have are. no problems. Right. So you're just kinda like, oh wow, look how chill, look how fun. And they're just like happy. Feed off lucky. that energy. You feed off that like Careless, almost like kid-free or yeah, kid-like energy um, that you feel like you're missing. So Absolutely. then you can kind of feed feed into that, right? Like when you were a little kid and you're like, "Oh my gosh, look how fun a little puppy!" And then as adults, we still need that um, yeah. kid-like type of excitement. So, you know what I was um, was saying, right? Is just like yeah, like doing things that bring you joy, almost like childlike, right? Like, Oh, look how fun. Like, Oh, amusement park. Oh, this whatever. But as adults, it's different. So maybe that would be going to painting with a twist, going to karaoke, going to, um, I don't know, Pilates going to do something that like, you don't have to be perfect at. And it just brings you joy, a pottery class. Like, I don't know, whatever, you know, but I think people forget about these things that are just like fun resources or right. Going for a hike. If you're like I can't afford to go to a painting with a twist. Okay, go, go outside, go to the duck pond, go. Um, I don't know. There's so many places you can go that are, that are free that, yeah. you know, it's just you needing to be mindful that, Hey, I'm starting to be in this like hard energy. I'm starting to get short with myself. I'm short with my kids. I'm short with everyone. Why is it? Because I have some pent up energy. So (laughs) making sure that you, you just start to do things for me. I like to dance. That's a lot of fun for me. I like to sing in the car or, um like that's a way for me to just like be fun and silly and i don't have yeah. to be a good singer and i'm like okay that made me so much better like i love a good jam session music is like definitely therapy for me so i feel as though you have to just experiment a little bit with like what brings you joy again figuring like it to draw out Yeah. or yeah paint or um there are certain places that they have like rage rooms
0: have you ever heard oh of i've rage seen room? that i'm scared to go there yeah like
1: I want to, I almost want to go, but I'm like, what am I, what am I angry about? But like, you never know what you need to just get out. But like yeah. stuff like that is just, um, ways to tap back into the, I guess the the best way is like, how can you have fun again, be creative, but again, like just get the energy flowing through your body. That's how you get back into the feminine. So,
0: so challenge to our listeners. Then if you are identifying <laughs> with anything we're talking about here, um, take a second to yourselves. Um, give yourself some space, even if you have to put it on calendar in the next coming week or so, and Mm. try to just think back to maybe like a time you were really happy. Like you said, even if it was as a kid, you know, if it was just what brought you joy and just experiment with that Mm. and give yourself that time to, um, reconnect and, and, you know, so you can find some balance.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I think, um, taking, and of course... I, I already can hear some people's thoughts of, well, I don't have any time. Well, Hey, make time. There's a will, there's a way you can make Make the time time because because you, you are important. And like, you have to take care of yourself before you take care of anyone else. And absolutely just like on a, on a plane, you got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help anyone else. So, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, um, your drive home, um, sitting in the driveway for an extra 10 minutes to decompress. Like it's that simple. And then right. Like, a quick walk during a lunch break or calling a friend or calling your parents. Like there's always little ways to do something for you instead of always being in service of others. Um, just like, our, like that. earlier with, um, with work or like in entrepreneurs, I always tell people that I've worked with that are business owners. I say you have to do something for you first before you're in service of others, which is emails and DMS and orders and all this stuff. Like, because then you realize, i'm tired i'm burnt out and i haven't eaten all day i didn't drink any water i didn't do anything for me but at least everyone's taking care of all my customer service is done for the day but you're exhausted and then it rolls into the next day and you don't take care of yourself and then it rolls into the next day and you don't take care of yourself so again five to ten minutes and then gradually over time it'll get better to where you sprinkle it in throughout the day or you take like 30 minutes or an hour and it sounds like a lot at first but it's just Start getting mindful of. But I think, I, I think they'll tired? find that you're more <laughs> yeah.
0: productive and you're, you're a lot better and a lot more present in everything else yes. you're doing when you give yourself that time.
1: Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting, too. There's a, a book, I believe it's called The Four Hour Work Day or no, four, four Day Work Week. Yeah, yeah. And basically, it's saying how people only work so many hours throughout the week. Because do you have it? Or are you about to pull it out? No,
0: no.
1: <laughs> I'm grabbing my charger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, it's so funny if you're about to grab this book. Um, no, but uh, basically what it's explaining is, and th- this might be slightly off, but to my knowledge, it's that throughout your day and throughout, throughout that week is you actually can work less because you work like a focused amount of time and then you give yourself a break and then you work again and then you give yourself a break versus trying to work straight through like a full, you know, eight hour day and you're exhausted, you're tired, you're burnt out. You've given yourself no time. You have like a 20 minute lunch break instead of just saying, how, how about I work? This is a good balance, right? Between the feminine and masculine of like, yeah, I'm going to have this focused hour, 20 minute rest, feminine energy, take some time. Okay. Back to work. And now it's like, like I said earlier, rest is productive because once you rest, you actually have the energy to do your work. Versus work, 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 a little bit of rest, work, 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 a little bit of play. Like, and then people are like, "Oh, I'm tired, I'm burnt out." And it's like, "Well, how much time have you taken off this year for yourself?" Oh, I have a hundred hours of time I could have taken off, and I never took it.
0: Right. So that blows my mind. All that,
1: yeah, it, it's it's a thing.
0: I, I used to be that way. Um, motherhood changed me for sure and literally mm, just yeah. forced me to rest because like I, my, <laughs> my body just couldn't do it anymore. Like I just, you know, it was impossible. It was not, it was just not going to happen if I didn't sleep yeah. or if I did it, you know, against my will, I would fall asleep. I would be trying so hard. I'm like, we okay, have to do this, 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 this while the kids are asleep or while the baby friends took like, a nap. And it's <laughs> like, oh no, my body had another idea. Me so too. <laughs> um, it's yeah. insane. But yeah, that's yeah. um, so true. So true well, thank you for i'm I'm glad we got to record I know we had some life life me it was me life life happened <laughs> um that's on nice. my side but um no all is well now and I'm glad that we got mm-hmm. to record and about about this topic and um I think listeners uh let us know me has like if you guys want to hear a little bit more about this or have questions, um, there's a question, a uh, place where you can make comments or questions in Spotify. If you guys have questions about this or want to hear something else or have, um, you know, want a, a second part to this, uh, let us know. And I, I would definitely love to have you back on and talk about talk more about this and about more about the abundance and scarcity mindset, because I know that's something we touched on mm. before. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we sh- I think we should circle back and, okay. and talk about that more. <laughs> we definitely can. Okay, we definitely can. Yeah. Thank all right. Thank me. you, Ange. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And um, thank you. Definitely. Uh, tag us. Thanks for listening. Mihaz. we'll be back with another episode for you soon. Until then, make sure you subscribe and follow on Spotify or Apple podcasts. If you want to help us out, leave us a rating, that would be great. And as always, you can check out mihalisten.com listen.com for all of the podcast info and our merch as well. So you can represent our cultura anytime you want to feel like the strong badass mujer that you are make it a great week conmigo don't be shy send me a dm or reach out on the website bye